0: pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches
1: being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with resi priority notify and global dining access through my amex platinum card right this way it's nice to try someone else's food for a change that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpresscom slash with amex
2: getting ready to
3: take on spring
2: What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, your new favorite college football show on FanDuel. And it might be getting cold, but the sports calendar is heating up. That's why it's the best time of the year. There's so much different place to bet on, whether you want to bet on the World Cup, you want to bet on uh, the NBA, the NFL, college football. And there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. Uh, they have great exclusive offers, boosts. You get paid fast when you win. And they have all the different ways you can play. money line, over-unders, totals, props, futures. And with live betting, you can jump in even if you get to your phone late. And who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Plus, FanDuel now live in Maryland. And never forget, that's what Maryland does. Crab Cakes, football, and FanDuel. So use promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more.
4: All right, everyone. Welcome into Snaps today. Uh, no T-Bob. T-Bob is on dad duty, has a little sick daughter. So uh, we brought in the better looking T-Bob. Just as good, just as funny, just as entertaining, a lot more knowledgeable, and a badass on the football field. So we get we went from Georgia LSU to just Georgia Georgia today on the show. My man up, up in Bristol, Connecticut today, David Pollock. What's good, brother?
3: what up big dog hey speaking of uh babies how's how's little baby girl
4: baby girl is doing good I, I she's fine as i'm sure you know with multiple kids it's more about baby number one because a um, little sense of jealousy right now a little bit of you know oh, yeah. manic moments where he wants the attention back on him so uh his world is oh yeah nicholas, a lot more shocked nicholas, than ours.
3: The, nicholas was the same way he tried to um he tried to play the hide and seek game with a baby, and well, that consisted of putting the pillow on the head of the baby. And I'm like, no, 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 no we can't do that. So I, I think they all they all have a little bit of that.
4: Oh man, he, we just keep trying to like reassure him, like this is your sister. You're a great big brother. You're you're gonna protect her. You're this. You're that. And uh, he keeps calling her Tatum, which is my sister's daughter uh so he keeps like and he knows like he laughs he's like oh it's Tatum like no no buddy that's your sister Miles but he's just looking for attention so we'll 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 get it figured out here shortly uh you're in you're in uh good old Reese Davis's house doing a little prep for tonight's show just chilling
3: yeah I mean we we, uh, there's only one flight to get in so I had to take the early early flight this morning Otherwise, I couldn't get in for the show and all the stuff we had before. So just chilling at Reese's. Reese went and got his lettuce cut and he's gotta make sure that coffee is, you know, beautiful like always. That's a big that's a big deal for Reese. Reese loves his hair, so I'm sure he gets it cut once a week or so. But just we're getting ready to talk some football and the rankings and all that stuff tonight.
4: All right. So so for those who obviously watch every Saturday and get to see you on College Game Day, during season, obviously, big, 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 big busy time for you give us the breakdown so david pollock from monday to sunday and then obviously how it changes a little bit now with this show on tuesday nights with the rankings
3: yeah well i started coaching high school football this year so that also threw a, a new wrench you know in the in this in the schedule but like you know sunday is defensive meetings and so we're in the final four north Oconee, for for my football Ooh. team and um so we had, you know, meetings on Sunday night. So I flew home from Columbus, landed, you know, about 6-ish, 6.30-ish, um, you know, uh, did our defensive staff meeting. And then we got finished with that around 9 o'clock, come home, hang out with the fam till they go to bed. And then Monday we have a bunch of stuff with high school football, watching tape. We have our meeting, our game day meeting at 11, from 11 to like 12, you know, got my workout group mixed in there and then more high school football stuff. And then. You know, um, Tuesday this morning, flew out to the show today, hang out all day, do the show, fly home Wednesday tomorrow, and then, um, you know, fly home, land, get a quick workout in with my workout group, and then I'll go to football and football practice Wednesday. Thursday um, will be different this week because I'm, I'm going to stay Friday for my high school game again like I did last week. And so Thursday we'll all bust uh, down to Cedartown, Nick Chubb's hometown. We're playing Nick Chubb's team, high school team. Uh, nice. We'll go to Cedartown, spend the night in a hotel Thursday, and then Friday be all high school football while prepping for college game day and, and all that stuff in between while trying to keep up with the family. But the good news is just – you know, you know this as well, but the good news is after this week, bro, it's gravy. Like my schedule becomes, you know, very free for yeah. the next couple weeks until we get into – college football playoffs later on down the road so it's uh it's definitely a busy time of year but the good thing about my busy time of the year is it ends and then we get to go do other things
4: yeah so I always wonder because I know Kurt sometimes you guys are on site so like you do your game day and then he'll jump on a plane and go call a game somewhere else or you know the the the, the days where he gets just to stay on site to call a game at that stadium at night what do you do? Like at 12 o'clock on Saturday, 12 o'clock Eastern, when the show's over, do you usually stay for the game or are you like first flight, get me back to, to Georgia?
3: It depends. My son goes with me probably 30% of the time. So every three weeks he'll yeah. come with me and he loves, he loves coming and we love going to games. So wherever we're at, like my son, will bring a buddy with him to keep him company in the hotel for Friday and Um, So, you know, like he came to the Michigan game. So him and his buddy and me went to the game, uh, watched the game, and then we took off after the after the game. But most of the time, if my family's not with me, I'll try to get home as fast as possible to get back to them. Um, But otherwise, we hang on the bus where we got five glorious TVs on the Home Depot bus. And we just watch all the games at the same time, Mm. while commenting to each other and they bring food in there, and we get treated really, really well. So, you know, definitely always keeping up with the games as, as much as possible. And then when I get home, I always feel like a bad dad too because I'm like, dude, I need to pay attention. Like I got I to gotta know what's going on and watch this, you know, as much as I possibly can. And then obviously keeping up with Georgia. I mean, I want to keep up with Georgia more than everybody else too. So you've got that fine dynamic of, of all that stuff going on. But I, if I can stay and if my son's with me, then I definitely stay.
4: So I, I, I think I had two – two weeks this year where I had like a Wednesday, Thursday game. And so I'm home on Saturday and my wife's like, Oh, Aaron's home. I'm uh you know, eight months pregnant. We have a two year old, Aaron can help out. And I'm like, okay, I got Maddox till noon, but then I, I literally love, love, like it's my job to watch college football. Like I got to watch these games cause we do a show late night on snaps on Saturday night. And she's like, okay, it's cool. Cool. Four o'clock comes around and she gets really fatigued. As you know, eight month pregnant lady. And uh, oh, I'm she sure. starts to get really irritated. Like you have to, watch. this is your job. You have to watch these games. You can't watch Maddox. I'm like, baby, I got to watch the games. Like it's, it's part of the gig. Like, my it's, job. I know it sounds it's part of my job, all, but yeah. So it's uh, yeah. But I, I will tell I you this, it. Aaron,
3: as somebody who's been in that for a long time, um, that cell's not going to work regardless. Um, you know, we can mm-hmm. say it's our job, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, when she's eight months pregnant, she kind of needs your help, brother. So, um,
4: yeah, she, oh, I know she's
3: def- we definitely we got to pick and choose our spots and maybe pick and choose mm. games and pick and choose weeks. Um, so you're going to have more of that coming up, too, obviously now. But or, or get the, or get old, the baby. So that's dinner. good. R.D.'s R.D.'s back in the house. I'm going to let him come and come in my house again. So what's
4: up, Reese? Oh, he can't. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, the hair does look good, though. The hair does the hair look good. good. I
3: didn't get it oh, he didn't get it cut. He's
4: uh, He said uh, it's always there. It, like it still that, looks so. good, though. So yeah, it's just yeah. always to perfection. Um, all right, so you're you're up there in Bristol. Let's let's get a little preview of the playoffs tonight. Obviously, one through four anticipation. Georgia, Michigan, two. I mean, we'll, we'll start with there. Like, is there a chance with the big win versus Ohio State last week, you maybe see the Wolverines moving to the number one spot?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you saw. Um, you know, like there's some people that have Michigan one, and I I, I I get it. That was a big win at Columbus. They went to Columbus. And, and smash him in the face, and Reese is raising his hand, so Reese has Michigan, you know, number one. So I, I think you could definitely um, make that argument. I, I, would, I wouldn't make that argument because I think non-conference from that standpoint, Michigan played, um, you know, a bunch of cupcakes, not real good schedule. Georgia challenges themselves and plays Oregon, and I think that, I mean, they didn't really challenge themselves, but you know what I'm saying. They actually played a, a pretty yeah. decent team. Um, so I, I would think that Georgia would still be number one, and I still think Georgia's win – georgia's win over tennessee was just as impressive as what ohio state did but georgia was at yeah. home so i do take that into account um yeah. so yeah you could definitely debate who's one you know you could go back and forth with one and two and then tcu i think is pretty clearly going to be three and then usc is going to be four and then yeah. ohio state's probably going to be sitting at five sitting there going okay you know if, if something happens here with, with somebody mainly usc um I, th- I think if ohio state if you're an ohio state fan you probably dislike USC anyways, but you're probably going to dislike them even more this week and and be cheering against them.
4: See, like I'm I'm torn right now on two things. One, does Ohio State, who was at home, had everything perfect from the weather, home field advantage, quorums out for Michigan, and you get blown out, uh, and you made Michigan look like they could actually throw the football. Like, do they deserve to be at five over? over Ohio or excuse me, Alabama, who, you know, listen, I don't think either two of them deserve to be in the playoffs at the end of the day, uh, which brings me to like my next point. Like I think the four teams in there right now, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC should be the four teams in the playoff. To me, it's unfair that Ohio, no State what. And Mich- Ohio State and Alabama get to stay at home while these other teams that have proven it have to go out there and play another game. Like, do we have a world in that case where TCU and USC could lose but still make it, or is this like essentially a play-in game for both of them?
3: Okay, so here, answer this question then for me. If that's the way you feel, if USC loses this weekend, who are you putting in the college football playoff then? Who is your top four teams?
4: I I think, to me, I still think USC. I think USC to me is proven enough through their schedule. Because I'm a believer right now, when I look at the college football landscape, that the SEC is the number one conference. I think the Pac-12 is the number two conference. I think the Big 10 and Big 12 are kind of together right there. And then the ACC. Like, I think what I've seen from the Pac 12 this year is like, man, if you can get through that gauntlet to get to 11 and 1, you have a one, uh, uh, you lose by one point on the road against Utah in a very emotional football game. And say it's another close game, say Utah wins by three points again. I still think I've seen enough from USC to say you guys deserve to be in the playoff. And I think TCU, regardless of what happens versus Kansas State, I think Kansas State actually wins the game. But doesn't take the fact away that you went twelve and zero in the Big Twelve this year. I think both teams should, at the end of the day should be in it because I have not been well, impressed with Alabama, and then Ohio State got blown out by by Michigan at home. Like, yeah. why do they deserve? Well, I think with their schedule I think, I think this year there's to get cu- in.
3: There is a couple things. TCU is a different animal for me because TCU already yes. beat Kansas State, so that this yeah. is a rematch. Um, so if they if TCU lost, like I just I, I think they're going to be good regardless. I think one through three are good regardless. But one of the things I actually said to, to Reese at lunch, and we having lunch, I was like, all these teams that are sitting at one, two, and three, um, you know, they already can say my body of work is clearly better than everybody else's. And but I have to play another game. That's not my fault. Like I, I, it's not my fault. I'm sitting in this position, I have to play yeah. another game that any one of those other teams could lose as well. Here's where you lost me a little bit. What do you, what are you hanging your hat on? What are you remotely, remotely telling me that Alabama belongs in this conversation? What did they do to remotely put them even, even slightly in that debate, in that conversation?
4: They, they, they haven't. That's why I said neither team deserves to get in there at the end of the day. Like, I think you could throw, if you wanted to throw Tennessee in the conversation. You know, Tennessee beat Alabama, Ten- Tennessee beat LSU. Two teams that they why is if Alabama's in the conversation to be potentially at five tonight, five or six, why isn't Tennessee the team that beat them in that same conversation? Is it because Hendon Hooker's out? Is that why? I think Carolina.
3: Yeah, the committee stipulated years ago when they instru- instituted the committee, they said injuries are taken into account. So I think that's yeah, one thing that's 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 kind of a big deal, obviously, with them. But I, but I do think they've also you've also seen the body of work throughout the years. If you get blown out, like you usually fall down the ladder, and they got blown out by South Cacalaca, yes. so I think that was yeah. a big a big slap in the face. That but Ohio State deal. just got blown up by just, Michigan. Yeah, they got they got blown. They didn't get blown out like that, and it was Michigan.
4: They got embarrassed. So
3: and he, and here's the thing if they did get embarrassed, but if you're a football person and listen, I thought Michigan was more physical. I thought Michigan was the better team. Now the yep. quorum thing spooked me out. Like the quorum thing, definitely when I, I didn't want I, I to pick, I talked myself out of picking Michigan when I said all year long, I thought Michigan was the more physical was the better team. But the thing is, you know, Michigan made a couple of huge plays in the first half that were explosive plays mm-hmm. that you, you know, as well as I do, you don't make those plays very often. Those aren't plays that you count on like and then the second half they ran the football effectively like I I don't think I don't look at that game like I look at Tennessee getting the doors blown off of them in South Carolina Tennessee is a one sided football team Tennessee has has a great offense that's elite they don't have a good defense at all when I look at you when I look at Ohio State I think Ohio State has a really good offense I think they have a good defense not great not elite so it's it's it, here's what that thing has happened it's all a beauty contest in the end it's do you like the base yeah. do you like them legs or do you like the treble what is your thing well how do you how do you get down what is what is what what is what makes you comfortable what is what makes you man how do, how do you how do Just you don't view, ever
4: how do you view losses then like you you talk about blowouts and obviously the ohio state game versus michigan it was somewhat of a, a runaway and, and and i would say pretty embarrassing Alabama and everyone's like, oh, they could have lost more games, but they didn't. They ended up, they did win those games versus Texas, uh, and they did win another close game. And then their losses were pretty damn close. There was two points. They make the field goal. They win the game versus Tennessee. They stop the two point conversion. They win the game versus LSU. I mean, one score games, one point game, four 4 total points is what Alabama is not undefeated for right now. Does it matter how I love you hearing or that. lose I love in that situation? I love when
3: you do that. I'm just asking. So I'm just asking. Do like, Does it matter? I love what. Well, I mean, okay, but here's the thing. You say that, and also Alabama's one play away from losing to A&M, one play away from losing yes. to Texas, yep. could have lost to Ole Miss. So don't give me that crap. It's a yep. body of work deal, first of all. Like First yep. first of all, metrics are going to go to you. How good is your offense? How good is your defense? Your body of work. Have you looked at Alabama one time this year, watched them, and be like, that? that that's a great team? No. Not one time. No. no, I look at Bryce Young and I go, that nope, dude's Phil. That dude's unbelievable. Yes. He's so good. Defensively, they've mm-hmm. underperformed like crazy. Offensively, they don't have the weapons even remotely on the outside like they used to. Or do they have a passing game or system in place that they that they've been able to build throughout the season? Any kind of chemistry to make you fear them whatsoever. So, you know, it's interesting. It's just like Clemson, you know, weeks and weeks ago, we're talking about Clemson. I'm like, they're okay. They're pretty good on offense and they're uh, pretty good on defense. But there's nothing great about them. So to answer your question is, what do you have that separates you from everybody else? Your body of work obviously comes into it. Analytics comes into it. Like, how good are you with metrics-wise? Because the computers love Texas for the longest time. But I'm like, wait a minute. Texas, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And Texas repeatedly Mm -hmm. showed us who they were throughout the season. And I'm like, yeah, I know they got the best talent probably in the Big 12, but I ain't picking them anymore. I said that late in the season. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done with picking Texas. I'm picking. I'll give me TCU. Give me anybody who plays Texas, like, because I just don't. They'll find a way to lose the football game. So listen, it's not an exact science. I get it, but I just the Bama thing is okay. Yeah, they got a couple of close losses. They also got a couple of close wins. Who the heck is Bama beat that you're impressed with? By the way,
4: no. I'm I'll, 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 I'll frame it like this. But who's who's besides Penn State? Who has Ohio State really played this year? Too? They played At two least- games. Notre Dame, Notre Dame's, Notre Dame's a good win. I wouldn't say a great win. I would say that's like a you know a normal Alabama win right now. But Ohio State's beat Penn State. Congratulations. But then you you lost at home to Michigan. So like to me, it goes back to what the original statement was for me. I don't think either team deserves to get in. I still think a a. a I think you and I both agree. Georgia, Michigan, TCU are in. Those three are locked regardless of what happens this weekend. USC is the big one that everyone's going to focus on on Friday night. I'm in the belief that regardless of what happens, because if it's a close game, they get blown out by Utah, a different story. But if it's a close game and you lose a one-score game, I still think USC's body of work is superior to Ohio State's body of work who got to sit at home this weekend and not play a football game.
3: And I I think maybe I like your argument and I like what you're saying it from because I like what you're saying is you feel like the Pac-12 is a really, really, really strong conference. And so yes. I, I think that's where you're coming from. I, I might not necessarily, like, I don't think Utah's a good team. I don't at all. I, I don't, I don't look at Utah and see anything discernible. They lost to, they lost to Florida in the swamp,
1: yeah. Florida,
3: mm-hmm. who is very ungood. Okay. We can call it whatever you want. They're ungood. They're not good at all. So I don't look at Utah. I think Oregon state's a very, I think they're a good team for what they can be. They're physical. They run the ball, but they're like, they're not a great team by any stretch of the imagination. So I, Maybe I don't look at the Pac-12 in the same breath as you look at the Pac-12. I don't think they're the second best conference. I would put literally I think the Big 12, the Pac-12 and the the Big 10 like at least the Big 10 have a couple of really really good teams at the top. But but besides that like I don't see a lot of greatness in any of those. I don't see a lot of greatness in college no. football this year period, but obviously there's a there's a no. few conferences where you at least you got your LSU's who are—they're re- good teams. They're not great teams either, but they're teams that have more talent than 90% of teams in the country. that can still beat you. So no. I think that might be where we differ a little bit. Is well, the SEC's the down too? Though. Do.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think all. I think, I think all, are are all kind college of just, down. I think the SEC. You look. I mean, look at the West this year. I mean, the West and the SEC took a significant drop. Um, I think the East is good. Obviously, South Carolina emerging as a contender in Tennessee has elevated that side of the SEC. But I think from top to bottom, the SEC is nowhere as dominant as they've been in years past. And I think it goes back to what you said. Like this year, if you're a Michigan fan, a USC fan, uh, a TCU fan, like you can win a national championship this year. Like there isn't a dominant conference, a conference that is head and heels better than anyone else. And I don't think there's a football team. That necessarily so is like, a we can give conference? you the natty. I, 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 Or as good as what we've seen in years past. I think the SEC is still the cream of the crop. I think the players are better than the SEC. I think the coaches are better than the SEC. But I think from top to bottom, I don't think the SEC has been as good as they've been in years past. No.
3: Maybe not, but you got four or five teams in the SEC that they're obviously – like you go take Alabama and you put them in another conference, they're probably going to win that conference. I mean, yeah. I, I well, let's I have think that conversation
4: SEC is clearly if you put if you put Alabama in the Big Ten and you replace Ohio State's schedule and have Alabama play, what would they be? And then if you flipped it over, what would Ohio State be with Alabama's schedule? Would Ohio State beat Tennessee at Tennessee? Would they beat LSU night at night and in Ban Rouge?
3: Yeah, I think it'd be an interesting debate. Um, well, the one thing I do think is I, I do think Alabama would easily be have. I think Alabama would have Ohio State's record. I would be I'd yes. be confident saying that they would be a at most probably a one loss team. Um, but I, I don't know what Ohio State would be with that because because you know you're breaking in a new defense. I think Ohio State's secondary is extremely questionable. They're going to have, mm-hmm. you know, if they if they get in the playoffs, they're going to have a tough time covering people. They they struggled to cover Michigan's passing attack that isn't great either. So I, I don't, I, I think that's further shows you that the SEC is stronger than you probably thought it was, or probably than we think it is. But um, I, I think those those are, those are fun debates, man. I love, I love being able to do those yeah. kind of things and just try to randomly select those teams. But I mean, if you look at Ohio State, I think it's important to keep in mind, Notre Dame going in this week was a top 15 team. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they that game was never, that game was not competitive. Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State was never in, in the worry, worried about losing that football game. No. Ohio State beat the brakes off of Penn State in the end. It was a close game for three quarters. They beat they beat the slot out of them, and they beat them at Penn State, which is, again, the hardest thing to do in college football is to go on the road. So yeah. they at least have two quality wins. They at least have two things you can point to that are pretty dang good. The, the committee absolutely is going to look at quality wins. Quality wins is important. Yeah. Quality, the strength of record is going to be important. All that stuff comes into play, so that's where you start talking, comparing Ohio State and anybody else, whether it be a one-loss USC, um, whether, and obviously they're ahead of Murray, right? one, two-loss Alabama. All those people, I think it's going to stack up pretty well because of because of having the Penn State win and having the Notre Dame win on the resume.
4: JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black
0: Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches.
1: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: What up, y'all? Are you looking to get more out of this NFL season? Uh, well, check it out. Now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. America's number one. Sportsbook. T-Bob here from the Volumes' new college football show, Snaps. You should definitely listen. You should also download the Sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000. So what that means is yeah, for your first bet, you bet up to 1000 and if you lose, you'll get free bets back in that same amount, okay? So all you do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Uh, and then, look, I don't care if you want to bet, uh, well, really, anything, NFL, college football, World Cup, whatever the case may be. But even, like, do, do, do you come late? Do you want to do same-game parlays? Do you want to bet on it live? Do you want to do futures, uh, spreads, anything and everything? It is all there for you. And even, even you know, if you want to get real crazy, like, Uh, what will the next play be? It'll be a runner pass. Things like that. Like they have every way that you could play there on FanDuel. Uh, Never forget, FanDuel now also live in Maryland. So Marylanders, make sure you get on the action with great offers, boosts just for you. Okay, just for you. Call them the Blue Crab Boosts. They don't, but I do, and they should if they don't. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel promo code SNAPS. That's promo code SNAPS.
4: Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, well, we will get more of your thoughts tonight. Make sure you all tune in to watch David on ESPN. I want to flip it real quick uh, before we let you go. To the coaching carousel, which is now in full go. Uh, your your initial thoughts on two of the big hires there at Auburn with Hugh Frege and then Matt Rule there, and even let's throw Luke Fickle in there. I know you're probably a big fan of Luke Fickle yeah. and what he's done at Cincinnati. Your initial thoughts on those th- those three big hires: Wisconsin, Nebraska, and then at Auburn.
3: Well, I, I think the, the first one that happened, obviously, was 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 uh, was going obviously Nebraska, and, and when you. When you look at Nebraska and you look at Matt Rule and what he's accomplished, Matt Rule's a program builder. Matt Rule built a program out of temple that was in the doors in the cellar for forever. Matt Rule went mm-hmm. to Baylor when Baylor was in a bad, bad way, you know, fresh off of all the stuff that happened with Bryles and and took him and built a program. Matt Rule can take people and develop them and make you know, three-star, four-star, three-stars, four-stars. I think that's really, really important for Nebraska. Nebraska's not going to get the best of the best. That Those days are gone. They're not going to do that. They need to be a program that can program, build, that can be physical, um, that can win that kind of brand really in the Big Ten. So I think it's a really, really good hire. I think Satterfield's a good hire for his OC, too, that he took from South Carolina. I think that's a good, good start um, for him. When I look at um, Hugh Freeze, I know Hugh Freeze has the background that people point to in what happened. He also has the background of beating Alabama a couple times when he was with Ole Miss. He has the background of being a player's coach that can recruit. He has the background of of developing his players. He has a track record of developing quarterbacks no matter who they are, what they are, where they're from, what kind of style they are. He can take them and he can be successful. I think Auburn's a tough place to be successful. I can't sit here and tell you that he's going to be successful because there's so many chefs in the kitchen at Auburn and until that changes, like, I don't know that anybody can be successful. So mm-hmm. I can't sit here and give him a stamp and say, this is a phenomenal hire this because a lot has to go right. I, I think he'll, he'll, I, I don't, I don't look at, I don't look at his past and say, he doesn't deserve another job. Dude, we're all screwed up, okay? We all got jacked up closets. We all got things we've done that are stupid. I think with this, I think you learn a lot from it. I think he's learned a lot from it. He's proved what he can do at Liberty. And then uh, who was the third one we talked about? Oh, Pickle. Oh, Luke Pickle, okay. maybe Fickle. It's it's important. That, I, did you say? I, I, did you just say pickle? No, I said pickle. I mean, I can say oh, pickle no, if you want man. me to. Luke Pickle. Uh, <laughs> they. Uh, I think. I think it's important. I think it's important the timing. Like, I, I think Luke Fickle got out of Cincinnati and, and went to, yeah. you know, where he's going. To, where he's going to a job that he's know he's going to have plenty of finances, plenty of support. They're in the uh, the Big Ten. You know, the future of Cincinnati is is a little bit differently. You know, you go into the Big 12, and right now he plays at Cincinnati. He's used to having better players and, um, you know, builds it. He's got that physical tough brand the way he Mm -hmm. builds it. So I think going to Wisconsin, it fits. Um, Listen, it's still going to be hard to beat Ohio State and and now Michigan that they got rolling. But I think Luke Fickle will bring uh, Wisconsin back to what we're accustomed to Wisconsin being, and that's being bullies being physical, you know, and being guys and being the next team in the Big Ten, not not all these other teams that sporadically pop up. And the Big Ten West is like spinning the wheel of destiny every year. Like, who's who's going to win that side of the division? And I think, you know, Luke Fickle can take that, develop it. If he hires a good staff, he's got he's got now good experience. I, I think he's I think he's a pretty good hire, too.
4: All right, so before it's, it's about to be two, I just hit two o'clock here. Uh, go Team USA as USA is about to try to advance uh, into the next round there. Uh, before we let you go real quick. Soccer David, fan, huh? You're a soccer fan? It's I'm a USA fan, of course. If USA Exactly, but you
3: only yes, watch country. soccer. You only watch soccer when you wrap an American flag in it, though, that's a fact.
4: A hundred percent. I've been to a couple of United games. They are fun. They've been fun, okay. though. All right, Who, does Georgia repeat this year real quick before we let you go
3: man i i think i think it's going to be tough um because if you're watching georgia right now um you're you're watching them they're they're not they're not clicking on all cylinders all, all cylinders offensively Mm-mm. and and i think they're back to a point where do we trust stetson to let it rip and it be the game plan where we can go chuck the ball all over the yard. You know, like you started the season. I think AD Mitchell coming back and being healthy has got to be a big deal because he's an animal on the outside. Um, I think yeah. they got to get hot. They got to get hot like they did last year. Last year, you know, it was kind of sputter yeah. and offense, kind of kind of good, kind of average. By the way, the parallels between last year are, are insane because receiver position, how great are they? Tight end room still very strong. Look at the running backs. Yeah. You know, last year, what you had at running back is exactly the same thing. You had Cook, you had yeah. Zeus. Now you got Milton, you got McIntosh, you kind of got different Edwards, you got different flavors. Who's going to get hot? Like, I just, I think that offensively they're going to have to catch a stride and they're going to have to get hot because they've been struggling offensively. They haven't been, um, they haven't been super explosive of late and they're going to have to figure that out and get it together. They're the best team. You know, you think about every game they play, Jalen Carter is going to be the best defensive player on the field. Brock Bowers is going to be the best offensive player on the field. Like, they've got a great chance and now maybe outside of caleb williams because he's been freaky freaky friday good unbelievable so he's been insane but um but i think they're going to be talent wise just as good as everybody else and in a great position they're just going to have to get that offense firing on all cylinders
4: all right well uh pollock enjoy thanks for jumping on first off enjoy tonight uh i want to thank ryan brumley our producer papa collins for making this happen oh and by the way the snaps gear for those watching right now the snaps gear is out go on the website the volume brumley will put the link up there go support your boys show papa colin that you care about the show with t-bob and i get some swag we have to send pollock some some swag and the kiddos rocking the snaps and snaps. Uh, yeah that's it snaps baby we out see you tomorrow hopefully t-bob will be back see y'all
2: Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum
1: 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.